Welcome to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes, everybody, uh, where each Wednesday I take a current event from four separate subjects, politics, sports, relationship, and leisure, and, uh, and I give my Blake's take on it, a preview of this week's episode. I'm going to be talking about confederate, ah, fuck, confederate statues. Um, I will also be talking about Liverpool soccer team, club, football club, Liverpool football club, and why Americans looking for a soccer team should cheer for that team uh, for relationships this week. Why you should cook for your partner, not with your partner. And leisure, uh, it's damn good to go for a drive these days, all right? And uh, I'm going to get into why that's been so hard for me to accept. Uh, I do want to be honest with you before we get started. I did have a slice of deep dish pizza uh, before we got started. Last night, I got, um, it was more yesterday afternoon, um, I bought a deep dish pizza from Geno's East. It's a Chicago chain, and, uh, and I ate it, and I had one slice left today, and I ate it. And I, as I was eating, and I'm like, you're a dirty baby. You're a dirty, dirty, naughty little baby. You're not going to get anything. Because that's not uh, – a deep dish slice of pizza is not a uh, – it's not an afternoon food, you know? The, the only appropriate time to have a, a deep dish pizza is like 7.41 at night because you need to be done everything. I can't have a show. It's just we're going to – you're just going to be a big, fat, dirty baby. And that's what I thought I was going to be, and I'm going to be honest – I'm feeling really good right now. I only had one slice. I thought I was going to be weighed down. I thought I was going to be sick in my tummy. But I think, you know what? I think that mozzarella that they had on there, part skim. Hmm? Part skim. Which is interesting because if it was a whole, if that was whole fucking milk mozzarella cheese, I this podcast would not be recorded right now. Um, it is interesting where I'm, I'm 31 now. I'm done lying about my age, okay? I'm not 17, I'm 31. There. Fucking book that. Put that, put down, put that, put that, put down, put that, put down, put that, put down, put that, put down. Put that down in the episode notes. Blakey boy, it's 31. Um, even, so when I was younger, and obviously I'm not breaking uh, ground here that you can't do the same shit as you get older that you did when you're younger, but God, I remember... When I was uh, in my early 20s, I think I was 23. Yeah, 23. I was working uh, as a PA, uh, a production assistant. And, you know, there is a uh, an idea out here that like, oh, if you're working on film, you know, TV sets, like you're there around the crew the whole time around the filming. No. When you're a PA, if you don't know, uh, a production assistant, it's the lowest job, um, an entry level job in television and what you do is you run errands and you also just do manual labor so a big part of my job is i would go with the teamsters to a warehouse in the middle of nowhere uh just i would say 25 30 miles north of hollywood and uh or like northeast and it would be 115 degrees in just a place with meth heads just running around and I'd go with these truck drivers and I would unload warehouses and load up these trucks with like just all sorts of equipment, you know, like tables, 
fucking it's so funny i'm trying to think of all sorts of equipment and all i can think of is uh tables right now tables chairs desks all these heavy ass props uh we had to load up like a uh, one ton air conditioning unit at one point it was fucking crazy and i remember and this is even before I had back issues. It's probably why I had fucking back issues. I should sue Viacom. God, I should sue fucking Viacom. Not because uh, how they treat it when I was a PA. How they've treated it. They haven't bought any of my shit. So um, I would eat for lunch, I swear to God, when I was 23, a full, um, not fettuccine Alfredo with garlic chicken, a potato gnocchi Alfredo with garlic chicken, a like... What is it like a cater a plate? Not a not a small order, an individual order, a full plate. And I would then just get explosive diarrhea. <laughs> and uh, then I would just hop in a truck with these men and unload shit. After I and now if I had that same meal, it I, I just I wouldn't have to go to the hospital, but I'd Google where the nearest emergency room was. Does that make sense? Like I would have my uh, health insurance card at the ready. And um, I don't know why I got started on this topic, but uh, but I did. So, oh, I do know because I'm recording a podcast right now. I just had some heavy ass shit. So let's do. I ate. I ate it. Um, let's go into the first topic, everybody. Okay, and I'm not reading a review right now because I'm out of them. All right, and that's on you. <laughs> it's not on me that I haven't done enough to deserve more five star reviews. It's that you haven't taken it upon yourself because you lack you lack gumption. You, you, you lack motivation, and honestly, I think you're content, and that's why uh, you're not where you want to be in your career. Am I talking to myself right now, or am I talking to you? First subject of the week. Oh, we're going politics, baby. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Let's, uh, let's start off with something light. Uh, Confederate statues. Now, um, this, is, this hasn't just been going on, so, and particularly the demolition of or uh, removal of Confederate statues. Now, this hasn't, so it's obviously come up and been in the, uh, in the daily zeitgeist. What if I just took that, uh, if I just took that name from that podcast that I love so much? So in the daily zeitgeist, and that is my trademark, um, it, uh, a thing that's been uh, talked about a lot lately is Confederate statues, because obviously um, the Black Lives Matter movement has gotten so much momentum, has been such an incredible thing, and the amount of amazing protests that it's, at the very least, a lot of people are asking, why do we have these Confederate statues up in the South? Because there isn't like a statue of, uh, of, of Stonewall Jackson in Seattle, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're all in the South. So uh, in the South, why uh, why are there so many goddamn Confederate statues? And here is my take right off the bat. You got to take down every single fucking Confederate statue. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, f- before I tell you why, let me give you a brief history. So Confederate statues, uh, they, it's not like they were built right after the Civil War ended, you know, which which does kind of make sense because it's not like you would immediately. I, I would imagine erecting a statue. Grow up. Building a statue would take a lot of approval and thought, et cetera, et cetera. But you you don't you don't have nostalgia right after something ends. You know, like there a statue to Michael Jordan wasn't built right after the 1998 NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Um, it also wasn't uh, created years before that. But um, 
my point is that it, it wasn't so these statues weren't even erected a couple years after the Civil War ended. I believe the Civil War ended in 1865, 1864. There's no way to know for sure. There's no way for me to look that up. But these statues uh, went up during the Jim Crow era. Um, and actually, there is a direct um, correlation between when a Confederate statue goes up and when there are laws and practices being implemented to oppress uh, people of color. So, I mean, it's not just people. It's black people. So, um, for instance, the Civil War ended 1864-1865, and uh, these statues were actually mostly built during the 1890s and 1950s. The 1890s was uh, Jim Crow era laws, and then the 1950s was uh, when segregation was coming to an end. So that's when the uh, bulk of these statues went up. And to me, it is just... I. I don't get it, you know, like, and, and this is a thing too, where when I grew up, you know, in school and like the way you were taught, I never questioned Confederate statues because to me it was history, you know, it's like, oh, it's just history. Like that is a thing that happened in history and war is romanticized. Like when I was a kid, I actually thought the South was a really cool story. And when I was, you know, like even in my teenage years, I'm like, this uh, it became a civil war buff and i would study all the wars or i'm sorry um all the battles and all the combatants and all the generals and the south uh if you're looking at that narrative that romantic war narrative is a very interesting uh character you know because they were the underdogs uh they had these you know flamboyant uh, quote unquote cool interesting generals and uh, they were they were defeating a much they were they believed in something you know and I thought it was like I even had when I was 13 years old um, we went to like Fredericksburg and for a souvenir I had a confederate hat like a gray hat which is really fucked up and I didn't know that at the time because I thought it was just war but that's the point here is that it's the reason for the Civil War why these Confederate monuments need to be taken down. And it's the reason for why the South rose up and why the South uh, tried to secede from the Union that um, uh, is why these Confederate monuments are unacceptable and why Confederate uh, you know, icons like the flag and everything else, why they need to be taken down. Because it wasn't just some romantic war. They fought to keep black people enslaved to to oppress them in a way to make to beat them to own them to keep them as property that's why the civil war was fought now in school they, they'll teach you like oh you know like but it was actually about states rights but yeah it was the states rights to own slaves <laughs> like that's what the civil war was fucking about and it's just not taught correctly in schools like most things like so many things uh, also uh, this is a completely different thing why is financial literacy not taught in schools why why is drivers that you know like just actual applicable things to life i don't need to know what fucking x equals i know that's, that's oversimplifying it but anyway it is it's it's what this war was fought about that may, that's that's why the Confederacy isn't some sort of romantic cool thing. And my my biggest like and let's even take that out of it because that's the only thing that matters. 
all right? You're, you have these monuments that black people have to ro- walk by every single fucking day that are glorifying their oppression. Not only is it reminding them of their oppression, they're, it's showing that, like, hey, we still think that this is okay. We still think that this was lovely, which is fucking insane. So let's even take that out, all right? Say you're a fucking racist and you don't even care. But let me allow me to appeal to the racists for a second. Um, the Civil War lasted four years. You're building a statue for something that lasted four years that happened like well over like a hundred fifty years ago. What are you doing? Grow no one nothing should be erected to something that lasted four years. All right. That's like me building a monument to my broadcast journalism degree. <laughs> it was it was a loss. Okay. Wait, we, we fought bravely, but my degree my four year bachelor's of science degree, uh, it was it was a losing cause. It was not the right cause to fight for. And they're it's and they're also standing in a place, the statues, that belong to a different team than the players in those statues played for. I'm going to try to make a sports analogy here. Because um, they lost. You lost. You lost in four years. The South lost. And now you have, you're, you're building these statues to the losing people who fought against the team that won, where it's their property. You have these statues up. So I'm going I'm to try to make a sports analogy here. That's, that's like having con- Confederate statues in the United States of America is like the Philadelphia Eagles building a statue to Terrell Owens in Philadelphia. He wasn't there for that long. He was there for two years. The, the, um, the civil war lasted for four years and yes, Terrell Owens was originally a part of my country. Okay. Yes. He was a part of the union of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. But then he destroyed our country by seceding from Donovan McNabb. Then he played for our biggest rival in the Dallas Cowboys, and we went to war against him on various Sundays. Then he cried like a baby because he didn't get his way, just like Southerners are doing with their goddamn Confederate statues right now. And he's still trying to play in the NFL. He hasn't let it go. Let it go, Terrell. It's over. You're done. You lost. Move on to the next phase of your life. That's what people in the South need to do. You fucking lost. It was for four years. You're done, all right? Your cause sucked. What I'm trying to say here is that Terrell Owens is the Robert E. Lee of the NFL, and that's that's all I've ever wanted to say on this podcast. And then you add the part that, you know, the the one of the arguments to keep these Confederate statues up is that it's part of their identity. It's part of their history. The, the part of their, your identity thing is bullshit because I know it's very easy to make fun of the South, but um, it's very easy to make fun of a lot of like all places. But the South, there, there are a lot of great things about the South that you can build a monument to instead of your uh, slave champ, your champions of slavery. You know, grits, barbecue, the SEC. What they should do is tear down these Confederate statues and just replace them with with famous SEC football players. It could even be uh, a white, like if you got to put up AJ McCarron, you know, and his title, but fine. Even a white quarterback is fine. Anything's better than having a statue to a, a goddamn Confederate soldier. And 
I do uh, in summation just there was this great article article that I posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago um, about why there are no uh, Nazi statues in Germany and yet we still have Confederate statues in uh, in the United States and I just want to read a couple quotes from that and um, and and the thing is is that like in one great point that they made and this is from Politico I believe is that taking down Nazi statues, relics, et cetera, et cetera, it wasn't a cure-all. It's not like all of a sudden if we take down Confederate statues, racism's going to be cured in the United States, but it is an important step. Like, it is a necessary part of it. And here's a quote from uh, from that political article. I believe it's from 2017. Um, but in continuing to honor Confederate leaders and deny their crimes, we signal that the United States has not uh, fully come to terms with its collective responsibility for dual sins of slavery and Jim Crow. And it's it's at the very least, and that's the thing where like it, why the Black Lives Matter movement is so great is because we are actually having conversations that racism exists and it's being acknowledged. So to tear down these statues is acknowledging, oh, we fucked up. That's that's not acceptable. And if just uh, removing statues and icons... Oh, and uh, I'm just going to tag that with another quote from the article. If just removing statues and icons doesn't force a change in outlook, venerating and fetishizing, uh, fetishizing them and refusing to be honest about their meaning almost ensures that the country won't fully confront its past. Now, because it is the opposite. Not only... So it's... You just have to... Not only are we like, hey... We had slavery, and uh, we don't care so much. We're just going to keep a little reminder of it. You are glorifying these Confederate generals. Like There isn't a, a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who started the KKK, was also a Confederate general, that like you know was was constructed from his bad side. <laughs> you know, like all these statues of Confederate soldiers may, make them look more handsome than they really were. So you are glorifying them, and. Finally, I think this is a great quote, and I want to I want to end on this. Um, In Germany, you won't see neo-Nazis converging on a monument to Reinhard Heydrich or Adolf Hitler because no such statues exist. The country long ago came to grips with the full weight of its history. But you'll find Nazis and Klansmen in Virginia circling a statue of Robert E. Lee, a traitor who raised arms against his own country in the defense of white supremacy. So that's that's the whole thing. It's not the, the Confederacy was not is not something to romanticize. It's not a good story. It was a movement to keep people enslaved. So stop being a fucking brat, all right? You lost. You lost defending the impression of an entire race. The oppression. Like you it's what what is that call? It's not a glorious call, cause. You don't deserve a statue. I want my statue. <laughs> it's like, grow up. You should you should be fucking ashamed of it, not glorifying it. And now the next section: relationships. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Shifting goddamn gears. It's the relationship section. Now my take this week is that you should cook for your partner, not with your partner. So. Like many people during the pandemic, uh, I have gotten into cooking. Now, I'm not making healthy shit. I'm not doing couscous. I'm not making quinoa. Uh, it's it's all shit. You know, I'm making garbage, uh, ziti's, um, pizzas, anything Italian that'll kill me in my early 60s is what I've been making. And 
uh this is uh, you gotta you gotta kick your partner out of the kitchen and it's not and this is probably a section more about my flaws than it is uh actual applicable advice but i i here's here's why here's why okay here's why here's why here's why here's why here's why here's why um there's that phrase it's the journey not the destination but with meals it's the it's the destination it's the fucking destination give you and your partner a delicious meal and then hang out while you're eating it you don't have to hang out while you're making the thing because it's there's too many issues it's a fucking cooking sucks by the way it's uh, maybe it's good sometimes it's great to have that reward when you're done cooking but like just you have to have such an attention to detail if you screw up one thing not only does the meal taste like shit but all those goddamn ingredients and time you put into it are just completely wasted oh but blake if the journey is uh more important than the destination then you won't feel that way well i don't i i i i have a personality flaw where i that's not true okay i can't even picture that the what are you doing i want to hold a great thing in my hands i don't give a shit how it's made <laughs> but i do give a shit here <laughs> that's how i speak when i'm making a point um i speak like uh some sort of bear living in a big blue house um I don't, I don't know which accent that was. So here's, here's all the issues that you can run into uh, with cooking with your, with your partner, right? First of all, um, you got to be on the same page, and that's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, no, the issue is that, like, not only do you have to figure out this recipe where you're like, all right, step one, step two, what the fuck is a tablespoon? How does that convert to ounces? You're doing all this math in your head, and then they're doing something else, and you're like, "Wait, did you already? Did you put in the the garlic powder yet? Or I'm sorry, wait, is this sugar? Is it sugar or salt? Is it, is it sugar or salt? Wait, where's where's the tea? Oh, you're using the teaspoon for something else. Um, like it's all you just have no idea what's going on. It's too much to keep track of, and then already the fun's gone. It's gone already. There's no fun. There's no fun. So what's the point? Okay. They're measuring things. You don't know. It is all fucking jumbled. There's a mess, okay? And I make a mess in a very... I, I make a mess where, okay, I'm using this thing. I'm washing as I go. Where the... And then when you're cooking with another... With, with your partner, it's like, where the fuck did this shovel come from? Why is there a shovel in the sink? What, what were you using? The, you were using the shovel to uh, scoop... Um, you're putting olive oil on the shovel and then pouring it into the mixing bowl with a shovel. And now I have to fucking wash it. It's hard to get olive oil off steel is uh my point there okay also kitchens aren't big enough all right i don't know i don't know what kind of life you live i don't know what your income is i don't know what your uh domestic product is but it's gross <laughs> it's gross so it's it's just hard to fucking move around and i don't like being bumped into i don't like having my space crowded what what if by the way like i didn't i wasn't in a relationship and i just like was completely delusional living alone. I've been actually just living alone for the past three and a half months. My girlfriend left me right when this thing started, <laughs> right when the pandemic started. My girlfriend's like, oh, finally, an excuse, I'm done. And I'm just like, there's just an invisible person who I imagine being there, and I have an issue with them. I have a bad relationship with my invisible friend. That is a funny thing. Everyone's like invisible. Fr it's always an invisible friend, not an invisible pest, right? Isn't that funny? I feel like I would have an invisible pest where just being like, I'd walk outside and then, you know, maybe when I was drunk, I forgot to put something back and I forgot and I see it. And I, I'm just like, ah, oh, this motherfucker, dirty bastard, you know, they're making a mess. And cooking separately also means that, 
<laughs> cooking. So, sorry, I just realized how 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 far I've I've gone from anything that approaches sanity. Um, <laughs> cooking separately means that you and your partner. Uh, your partner doesn't have to see you at your weakest point, you know, because no one's strong while they're cooking. You're you're wearing an apron, which is is humiliating. Um, everything is embarrassing. You're you're you're, you're a mess. You have like like powder on your face. You're wearing a weird chef's. You're wearing that big floofy chef's hat because you have to. It's required. So you're wearing, you know, everything's like you're swearing. You're sweating. You're you're just very uh what insecure. And you don't want your partner to see that. You want your partner to see you strong, right? Handling cash, huh? Fucking breaking into a bank, grabbing a safety uh, safety deposit box, right? Taking a shoelace, slipping it through the little uh, handle that you use to pull the slot slide out the contents of the uh, safety security box, and you have a shoelace loop through one of those, and then loop through the side of on another, and you tie a knot and you wear it around your neck like a fucking necklace but it's safety security boxes one you don't you know who it belongs to some uh, old german and the other belongs to your aunt all right and you're stealing both so what the fuck how, i don't even know how that happened that that riff so you don't want them to see you like that all right you want to see they want you want your partner to see you looking strong and here's the best part they don't need to see the how the sausage is made literally they just are sitting in the other room. You come in, the the meal has been plated, and it's a beautiful surprise, right? They see the final product. You're putting your best plate forward, and everything's great. Everything's great. <laughs> everything's great. Sports. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Sports are back, kind of. They are across the old pond. So this week for the sports section, I want to give you uh, my take. And my take is that Liverpool Soccer Club, uh, Liverpool Football Club, excuse me, is uh, is the best team for an American to cheer for. If you are uh, living in the United States, you're not a soccer fan, they are the team, if you're looking for something to do and something to cheer for before American sports get started, you should pick Liverpool. And by the way, I'm not one of these fans trying to convert you. I don't give a shit what you do. I just have a, uh, I just have a podcast format that I need, that I, uh, that I am ba- bounded by. Binded? By, that I'm Joe ba- Binded into. So um, let me give you a little history. So Liverpool, by the way, just won the Premier League title. The Premier League is England's soccer league. And the first time they've done it in 30 years. And that's why I'm doing the subject this week. Now, let me give you uh, let me give you a history. You ever notice just sometimes, no matter how hard you, you try to speak naturally, just your voice can go into radio voice, huh? Well, I guess that wouldn't happen unless you were like a nor. Like, I guess if you're just having, like, you were just at a normal job and you were like, hey, maybe we should put those expense reports down the fucking toilet. That would be a little strange. I'm just speaking about, I, I guess it's just another, yet another personal problem. Um, So I'm a big Liverpool, big Liverpool soccer fan. And this is why. So the way I chose that team is in 2008. I was on holiday and uh, in London and while I was there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick a favorite English soccer team while I'm here. 
because that's what I do. I can't, God forbid I have any downtime that I can enjoy my life. Let's add more shit into it. So while I was there, there was a big news story that a uh, English soccer player um, had headbutted a DJ at a bar and broke the DJ's nose with his head. And I hate DJs. I just think DJs are often just the worst version of people. And I, I read that story and I asked someone, I was like, hey, um, who, who is that guy? And they're like, oh, it's Steven Gerrard. And I was like, oh, what team does that guy uh, play for? The guy who just broke the DJ's nose with his head. And they were like, oh, he plays for Liverpool. I'm like, that's my team. So that's how I chose my team. Uh, Their star player broke a DJ's nose with his head at a bar. And then um, that was in 2008. And I've been a fan of theirs ever since. (laughs) Ever, ever since. Now, uh, here's another. So the recent history, uh, they won their first Champions League title in 2019. Champions League is like all of Europe. It means you're the best team in Europe. Uh, generally the best team in the world, if that's the case. I don't know. Oh, well, I guess there's no Brazilian teams, but um, it is the best. They were the best team in Europe, and this year they are the best team in London. Now, but I was still with them when they were shit, all right? For the first few years, I would say first six, seven, eight. Hold on. Maybe the first seven years I cheered for them, they were fucking terrible. Um, with a few years that they were pretty good. But this is my point here is that you're like, oh, Blake, they just won the two major titles. They're the best team in the world. Aren't I jumping on a bandwagon here? Yes, you are. But if you're choosing a team that is that you didn't grow up with, a team that's not from your hometown, I think it's okay to be a bandwagon jumper because, and you know, being a sports fan sucks. All right. And yet we still choose. I honestly don't even think it's a choice. Like as a Philadelphia sports fan, uh, you know, the Eagles winning are, were the best thing that's ever happened to me. But in my life, I've only seen I've been alive for 31 years. As I came out and mentioned earlier, I am 31 years old and I've only seen two titles. And every almost every single day of my life has been devoted for cheering for sports teams. And I've been happy twice. <laughs> So if it's not a thing that has to do with your hometown, then like cheer for a winner. Why you don't have to intentionally invite more misery into your life. Um, now, so I do think that that's okay to, to hop on their bandwagon. And here's an, another reason why I think it's why I think you should cheer for Liverpool Football Club is that they for political reasons. Now, it's obviously a left-leaning podcast. Uh, it's a left-leaning city. Uh, which I'll get to in a minute, Um, also a left-leaning team. Now, they were the first team to take a knee uh, across seas, Liverpool was, Um, and uh, which is incredible because this was during Black Lives Matter uh, protest in America, all right? And after George George Floyd was murdered, literally in another goddamn country, no Americans on the team, their starting lineup, that listen to the starting lineup. This is uh, this is in Liverpool, England, and their starting lineup is uh, an Egyptian, um, three Brazilians, a man from Senegal, uh, a Belgian, two guys from the Netherlands, two English people. Uh, I said the Brazilians. There's a Swiss guy on that team. There's just people from uh, all over the goddamn world, and. There and these people, not a single American, but they still rose up by taking a knee against um against violence against black people. Um it's unbelievable to me that after seasons and seasons the fucking NFL bans kneeling after Callan Kaepernick did it. And a team across the world gets it more than of a, a fucking than 
I almost called him Jerry Jones. But yeah, Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell in the NFL. It makes me sick. So you can like them for those reasons. Also, uh, they were big supporters of Pride in London. They have like a Liverpool soccer team sponsored parade each year for Pride. Um, Liverpool is a left-leaning underdog city as well. So I don't know what the exact term was for it. But Margaret Thatcher, the uh, former English prime minister, literally announced that the city was demoted from being a major city in England. So demoted isn't the proper term, but they were like, hey, just so you know, uh, Liverpool is no longer officially one of our major cities. Like she literally made that announcement because it was a port town and uh, all the shipping that would go through it was then uh, then went through a different part, a uh, different coastal town in London. Um, socialist, it's a very socialist city, labor-friendly city. Um, their manager is the biggest reason to cheer for them, I think. His name is uh, Jurgen Klopp. He's German and he's the most delightful man just... Uh, loves joy the guy drinks beer he's also incredibly encouraging he hugs all his players he's very energetic Um, I've heard him uh, referred to as being a giant German care bear Uh, but yeah if you ever hear like look up Jurgen Klopp quotes and they're they're so encouraging and motivational it's it's absolutely beautiful Um, and he always has perspective on things like all right hey if we're gonna lose we're gonna lose in the most beautiful way possible and um, when they were talking about bringing the sports back, he was like, you know what? Soccer is the uh, most important, least important thing. So we shouldn't think about that right now. Uh, it's an incredibly diverse team. Like I said, is like that very diverse background um, in their starting lineups. They also, the way they play is really interesting. So it's called an attacking style of football. I don't totally know what that means, but it's their thing is basically, hey, uh, we are going to like go on fast breaks and try to score against you. That's basically their uh, their style, uh, which is really fun to watch. They have a cool logo. They have American owners, the guys from the Fenway Sports Group. So they also own the Boston Red Sox, own Liverpool. Uh, LeBron James is a part owner of Liverpool. And if you like gear, they have some cool shit where they just signed a big deal with Nike, and they're gonna have a bunch of cool shit coming out. All right. So that's my take. If you like, if you like, uh, if you're looking for someone to cheer for, there's no sports right now. If you miss sports during the pandemic. Uh, you can watch those games, and I recommend what. So you can watch the games either like it's on NBC Sports, um, where they have fake crowd noise or uh, without fake crowd noise. I prefer without the fake crowd noise because you know, like yes, you're you're trying to escape reality, but at the same time, you know, you should realize that hey, there's there's no one there. It just seems weird, you know what I mean, to have a DJ playing people. It's very odd. So anyway, uh, Liverpool football club cheer for them if you you also don't fucking have to who cares and now the final section of the week we're going with leisure daddy blake is really funny blake is really cool blah 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 blake 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 i have rage issues <laughs> and uh welcome welcome to the final section uh i have some i have uh i have some anger issues it's not nothing serious it's more of like me being peeved, I have peeve issues where it's never directed at anyone close to me. It's more of like I'm in the car and I yell, you fucking, your mother's a dirty piece of shit, fucking idiot. Like it's it's always that. And nothing comes out worse than, I think my rage issues come from when people are being inconsiderate to others because I try so goddamn hard 
to to care for other people's space uh you know if oh i don't want to be too loud believe it or not um unless i'm on stage in which case it's my time um I, uh, I want to make sure, you know, I let people in in traffic. I signal every single time. I wear a goddamn mask. Uh, so no one's more, there's no better, like, field of inconsiderateness than L.A., than Los Angeles roads. And it's, it's a fucking nightmare. And they're always just packed. Uh, traffic is awful. So driving is one of my least favorite things to do in the entire world. Los Angeles has turned it into that. But... Now, during the pandemic, I do believe that going for drives is a great thing to do. And here's why. I um, Sorry, I just uh, vomited on the floor. Um, <laughs> so I've really had to deprogram myself because literally since I, I lived out here for eight and a half years and there's nothing good about driving. It's sitting, it's sweating in your car, it's paying money for gas, it's getting cut off by some moron texting, vaping and uh, it, it's just so fucking annoying. But now that there's so many less people on the roads, it's actually amazing to drive out here. So, um, here are some, some things that I've been doing lately where it's like, oh, this is driving's actually sick. So driving to a scenic area is great. And this, I guess, depends on wherever you are. So if there's like a fucking something nature, nature like right and in philadelphia if you go to like valley forge park or that wissahickon wild wissahickon by the way that is a name of a place in philadelphia fucking wissahickon come here you fucking wissahickon my 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 dad ain't no wissahickon your dad is wissahickon fuck you no fuck you fuck me fuck fuck me i got i got something right back at for you i say fuck you how about that huh what no fuck me oh no you didn't did you say huh I, I swear to fuck, I, I will fuck, fuck me, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck you, fuck, fuck me, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck me, fuck you, fuck. I'm gonna leave. Nope, nope, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be the bigger man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the bigger man here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, yeah, fuck you, no, fuck, fuck me, if you say fuck me, won't fuck you. So, um, I would go to a, uh, scenic place, you know, just to kind of escape the city um, or if you don't live in the city, if you live in the suburbs, if your city is still, you know, there's still not a lot of people there, like not everything's opened up, drive through the city. And because that's a thing that, I mean, you know, who knows if there's going to be more shutdowns again. But at the beginning of the pandemic, my parents did this where they live in South Carolina and they would drive into Charleston and get to drive by all these places that like, you know, cool Confederate monuments, which uh, like my family loves. We would drive by Confederate monuments. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, they, would drive, <laughs> they would drive through, you know, all these like historical, beautiful old homes, you know, historical, like cobblestone roads in, in Charleston. And they, they wouldn't really be able to do that as a joyride before because it would be so crowded. So that's a fun thing to do. And um, here's another thing. Pick up your food. If you're ordering out, go drive for takeout. Because a lot of these places have curbside. They'll bring it right out to you. You know, all you don't even come in contact with anyone. Uh, they're wearing a mask. You should be wearing a mask when they hand you your pizza or whatever. I don't It doesn't have to be a pizza. Jesus, am I, am I that hungry right now? Um, that's a really fun thing to do as well. So pick up your food. Because for me, I still... You know, until recently, I would just be like, all right, I'm going to go on the Caviar app or Postmates or Grubhub or whatever, because the idea of getting in my car was such a nightmare. And now it's like, oh, no, it's good. 
and you save money. You save all those delivery fees. It's a really, really good thing to do. So that's my take. Drive more right now safely. Don't fucking speed. There was some sort of statistic where uh, speeding tickets at the beginning of the pandemic out in Los Angeles were up by like 280%. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was people going like 100 miles per hour or faster was up like 280% because people are like, oh, no cars on the road. I guess I'll just fucking put everybody who is out here, their lives in danger. Don't do that. But uh, do go drive places. All right. There's no reason not to anymore. And it can be nice. Plus, you're paying for that fucking car anyway. You're paying for the insurance on it. So you might as well get some get some use out of it, Blake. All right. Let's go into the close. Enough is enough. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, I guess that I don't really have anything to promote. Um, Go to johnnygoodtimes.com. And uh, if you want to play Virtual Quizzo that I'm hosting, I'm very funny on it. All right. It's like 30 bucks for eight of your friends, 35 bucks for 45 minutes. I'll host. I'll be funny. The game's written for you. I'll give you points. And then you'll see how you stand against all the other teams that week. And uh, yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. Black Lives Matter. Uh, donate to those organizations in the um, notes from this episode. And uh, I love you. I love you all very much. I appreciate it. Try not to lose your goddamn minds. Uh, I know. I know. I'm trying. And uh, you know what, Blake? Thank you so much for that advice. No, seriously, seriously, that was really helpful. I I won't lose my goddamn mind. Perfect. I'll talk to you all soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Blake. Blake Wessler. Blake. Blake. Blake Wessler. Blake. Blake Wexler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wexler, Blake Wexler, Blake, Blake, Blake Wexler, Blake Wexler, Blake, 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 Blake,